Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the BWI Daily Recruiting Edition. It's Tuesday, June 14, which means Ryan and I have plenty to recap. I'm Greg Pickle. He's Ryan Snyder from Blue White Illustrated. We have a commitment to get to from the weekend, a decommitment, a couple of new offers that went out following camp, a visit elsewhere for a top Penn State target that I think Penn State fans are going to want to know more about, and a little bit of odds and ends to finish things up uh, as we sit here in the middle of June. Ryan, things are chugging along here. You're as busy as ever before. Uh, compare this to last June when guys were able to get back on the road for the first time uh, in a long time uh, compared to now where guys were able to take February, March visits, things like that. Um, does it feel about the same as it did last year, even though the visit calendar has been much better for prospects in this cycle compared to ones that uh, were deciding last year? I would say it's not quite as busy as last year because last year we had unofficial visits popping up pretty much every single day where, you know, right now we haven't really seen that as much. Uh, and whether that's 2023, 2024, 2025, uh, there hasn't been a lot of midweek guys coming up for personal visits. And that was kind of the difference last year where you saw that. I mean, I think there was somebody on campus who was something like 23 of 26 days, something like that, where right now, of course, you know, you have the camps, you have the, the official visits over the weekend. And, you know, there are a few guys uh, who, who are popping up for, for unofficial visits. I just wrote about one today who will be here Wednesday and Thursday. Fans can check that out on the site. But for the most part, we're not seeing a ton of those you know, weekday, Wednesday, random kind of visits. Uh, we saw Derek Bowler, of course, last week, but really he's been the only only guy to pop up for an unofficial. So Penn State picks up its first commitment of the month over the weekend. We'll start to show there Yazid Haynes visited unofficially for a camp two weekends ago and really impressed everyone with his speed. He's a wide receiver uh, from North Penn High School in Pennsylvania. Ryan, he comes back for an official visit this past weekend. Things go well over the 48 hours he was on campus, and he ends up becoming a Nittany Lion before uh, leaving town, or I'm sorry, you know, before the weekend ended at any rate. I'm sure he probably committed before he left town. But uh, mm -hmm. at any rate, you, pen, you find here, a former Rutgers commit that decommitted from the Scarlet Knights after about uh, what he was committed for three or four months. Uh, Penn State mm -hmm. pushes here to land a talented wide receiver that is, of course, from the Keystone State, and they get their guy here uh, in a pretty quick amount of time. Yeah, he was committed to Rutgers March 24th and decommitted pretty much exactly two months later on May 23rd. Uh, so, I mean, you see, look, I mean, look at the testing times, right? Uh, 439, 40, 1010 broad four to five ish uh shuttle all incredible times so i mean but but you know but you need to still i wouldn't say a perfect pros prospect you know we, we we've watched just watching this film you know i wouldn't say he's a, a perfect pass catcher yet but he's improving and that and that's great and that and that's one thing i think that's interesting here is the whole athlete label uh and that's where i think we're going to end up ranking him at on three is just more of an athlete because penn state has a lot of interest in him as a defensive back and, you know, at those times and at 6'1", 170, 
boy, I mean, that you can really make a strong argument that his ceiling would be best at defensive back. But, you know, he's played a lot more wide receiver than DB so far. He feels more comfortable at that position. And look, either way, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of potential here to, to, to find a heck of a player. You know, like I said, when you have those kind of testing times, uh, there, there's a lot to be excited about. So I'll, I'll just be curious to see where, where Charles Power and our staff rank him. I, I think athlete is the way to put him. Uh, and then I'll just be really curious to see if he plays a little more defensive back this season. Because if I, if I just from reading the, the tea leaves, I, I do think that if Penn State could prefer a position, I kind of think it's defensive back. But, you know, this is going to be totally Yazid's uh, call. And, uh, you know, right now I, I definitely get the the impression that he's more comfortable at wide receiver. I mean, he, he flat out admitted that, but then also said he'll, he'll do whatever's best for the team. So we will see in the months ahead. Haynes, a very good prospect at Penn State, uh, of course, now. Like the rest of his class will have to hold on to throughout the remainder of the year until signing day comes. Penn State still a top 10 class of 2023, according to the on three consensus rankings with uh, 12 commits now. It was 13 for a little bit of time. We'll get into why that number is 12 in just a few minutes, Ryan. But, yeah, just a final thought on Haynes here. I think it was uh, pretty clear that Taylor Stubblefield, Terry Smith, Manny Diaz, Mike Yurcich, and, of course, ultimately James Franklin really – felt like this was a guy they wanted to go all out for and a guy they wanted to make sure was a priority because he did have some other visits planned. You talked about that on last week's show. I assume those are off the table now that he's committed to Penn yeah. State. Yep. He's, as of now, I mean, there's no plans to go to Minnesota, no plans to camp at Georgia or Tennessee. So, you know, things always change, but I've been talking to EZ a little bit now. I don't get the impression he's one to say something and then switch it up 10 days later. All right, to Penn State now with two receivers committed in the class of 2023. But, of course, uh, we know a Johnny Shakur, Shakur is going to be a receiver. We'll see where Yazid Haynes ends up, offense or defense. Penn State has plenty of time to make that decision. We'll talk about it later this year on the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. Ryan, let's move on to the official visitors and recap the guys who are on campus for 48-hour trips uh, with Haynes uh, from Friday through Sunday. Penn State obviously picking up just one commitment. But I think we both agree they inch toward more coming out of this weekend so you can start debating wherever you want I think fans probably would prefer you give anything you know about Evan Link at this point in time which I know is not much because he is not the uh, loudest or flashiest or uh, inter most interview loving kid in the world but uh, you can start there you can start wherever you like but it was a good weekend for Penn State no doubt about it well Evan's a great kid I mean look <laughs> so if I had a kid and I had to go through three official visits and had all this yep. pressure of trying to figure this out as someone who works in the industry, I don't know if I'd be saying, hey, do all these interviews either. I mean, I totally get it. There's enough going on uh, with all these coaches reaching out and, and you know, such a pivotal point in your recruitment. But, yeah, look, good visit. Uh, you're going to hear that from from sources all the time. That's that's consistent. I've never really heard anybody thinking that they didn't do a good job during a visit. So that's that's the feedback right. there. Uh, I know his, his father wasn't able to make the trip. I believe he was up in Boston. Um, Evan's brother attends Harvard, so I believe he was up there for something. But I, I don't look at that as a big deal just because the family's been here multiple times before. Uh, engineering program is a, is a plus for Penn State. Let's see how it uh, stacks up in the end, though, because academics are going to be massively important here, and as they should be. Uh, he's an incredibly bright individual. And, uh, you know, when you have Stanford and Michigan in there, too, that's uh, both those schools have a lot to offer from that perspective. So I will be curious to see how this shakes out. I expect uh, Michigan official visit this upcoming weekend. And I, I still think there's a good chance he goes to Stanford for an official visit. He has not put that out there yet. I'm still trying to uh, catch up with Evan here at some point, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think that 
I still believe Stanford and Michigan are the main two schools to watch there. Uh, I'll just riff through a couple other guys here quick. Uh, Elliot Washington, Alabama commit 5'11", 187 cornerback from Venice, Florida. Good good feedback from Elliot. I, I, right now, I think Michigan – I think he's going to end up in Michigan State or Penn State. The fact that he's taking these official visits, you know, the, the writing's kind of on the wall there. Maybe, maybe things will change with Alabama, but Alabama doesn't seem to be pushing incredibly hard to fight Penn State and Michigan State. Just – from reading the tea leaves, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's not completely correct, but I, I get that impression. And the fact that he's visiting these two Big Ten schools tells me that there's a good chance he's going to end up at one of those. So let's see where that shakes up. Yeah. Uh, Dakari Nelson was probably the player who I received the best feedback from from a variety of people. Uh, I've spoken with I don't know three or four sources now, and and he was a consistent yeah. name that that kept popping up. The the big question with Dakari is just when is he going to decide? Because if this goes into the fall. I don't think that's good for Penn State. I think Penn State probably is the favorite at the moment, but uh, they, they don't, you know, th- this class will probably be 70, 75, 80% filled uh, once we get into August, or at least Penn State hopes that it is. And, you know, that by that time, you know, they should have another defensive back or two committed. They're, they're going to have to, to figure that situation out. So it makes sense that in preseason, you know, one training camp's going on, that they could maybe push Dakari for a commitment. But right now, he seems pretty at least he seems set to, to visit Tennessee and Auburn and Clemson and Texas. Those were the four schools that he said he really wants to see this season. Uh, he did note that he plans to attend the Auburn Penn state game. So that'll be uh, interesting for this recruitment down the road. So, but again, like I'll, I'll, I'll come back and, and stress that this was the player that seems everybody seems they really impressed with. I consistently was told that uh, Dakari and, and the coaches had a really strong relationship and that the big focus this weekend was getting, um, you know, talking to the family, making sure that they're comfortable with him coming north. And uh, that, that, you know, not only did Dakari say that, but a lot of other people spoke highly of just the the impression they made on the family. So three uh, three good things there. Uh, Greg, you caught up with Tyreek Blanding. Do you got anything to add on that? Well, so, I mean, I think Blanding's a pretty interesting player, Ryan. He's a three-star defensive lineman out of New York who I had the chance to catch up with on Monday afternoon. So, you know, it's interesting because we all know that in the, the moments after these visit ends, they're usually, all, especially official visits, everything's all rosy and hunky-dory and blah, 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 because, you know, you're basically weighted on head and toe for 48 hours, two days, an entire weekend, what have you. So, uh, you know, when you talk to a guy later, a little later in the week, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what have you, you know, and it gets a little bit further removed from that time on campus, you can sometimes get a different vibe for guys. And I thought he really spoke highly of Penn State, Ryan. He really enjoyed the time that he had getting to know John Scott Jr. And of course, Deion Barnes and Manny Diaz and James Franklin. So he made note of the fact that James Franklin was always around during the weekend, whether it was uh, you know, when they were at meetings or when they were at camp or what have you, you know, he was very impressed by his enthusiasm and his ability to always make sure he was around and showing guys and their family a good time. So, you know, I think that Penn State, depending on how hard it wants to push here, sits in a really good spot. Now, we'll see where else he wants to visit. He said that uh, he was a little bit late getting through the official visit process. So the only one he has on the docket for as of this moment is a trip to Michigan later this month. And the Wolverines, of course, be a player in that recruitment. But I like where Penn State sits right now. He said he's going to compare. He wants to go to Michigan to compare it to Penn State and see if it matches Penn State at all. So I think that's good news. Obviously, we talk a lot about do you want the first official visit? Do you want the last official visit? Well, if you have the first one, you better be able to set a high bar. And from what I gathered from talking to him, Ryan, it certainly seemed like Penn State did. Good. 
Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, I did notice that him and Kane were out there together on Sunday. Uh, they, they stuck around a little bit after their official visit. There seemed to be a large group of New York City kids uh, camping this past weekend. Uh, and I didn't know Tyreek and, and Musa had the relationship they did, or at least uh, it appeared that way. I didn't really, I, I'm not allowed to talk to them uh, while, while they're on campus uh, right. or at camp. So I didn't catch up with them yet, but just, you know, seeing them hang out uh, together on Sunday, that was interesting to me. Uh, speaking of Musa, you know, I, this safety board's deep, and and that's kind of what I'm still trying to get a gauge for. I just talked about the Kari. You know, I think if Musa really wanted to commit in the next week or so, I I think Penn State would uh, struggle to to turn him down. Of course, King Max coming on campus this upcoming weekend. There was a lot of talk that he was maybe starting to lean towards Michigan State. We'll see though. He left there without a without a commitment, and uh, Penn State's been pretty. Uh, pretty adamant or at least people i speak with uh, pretty adamant that they're they're in a good spot with king mac and of course now he's coming back with conrad Hussey this weekend so that'll be very interesting to watch uh one other thing i do want to mention is Corey lucius linebacker from tampa catholic i had Corey lucius at around 6'2, 205 210 coming into the weekend that's what we all thought uh he checked in substantially uh lower than that as far as weight so uh obviously great player i think pensey is going to continue recruiting him but I would also just note that they, I think they need to see growth from him if he's going to be a true linebacker from them. Uh, you know, he was, I have him now listed at 180 on his profile, and he was he was a little less than that this weekend. So, uh, of course, Penn State wants to see these guys at, you know, like I said, 200, 210, and then bulk them up to 230 when they get here. So uh, he's got a ways to go from a growth perspective. And and because of that, you know, I, I think we really just come back to Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson. Those guys are incredibly important. And, uh, you know, we, we will see how it shakes out after their official visits this weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Very good. Yeah. One thing I'll note, Ryan, you mentioned the weight change. Tyreek Blanding, of course, uh, is another guy who checked in a little bit lighter than expected. He told me he was around 260. We had him listed at 280 on his profile. So probably mm -hmm. worth noting that as well. I think you wrote that in your insider notebook, too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think at this point, uh, you know, you look across the board here and that's what's important about these official visits is that you're going to learn a little bit more about guys, whether it's from a personality perspective, whether it's about a weight or a height perspective, vice versa. I mean, you can learn a lot going to see them at their schools and things like that. But as we all know, when you get them on campus, you have a little bit more time and opportunity to learn more things. So it's certainly interesting. And you've done this a long time, Ryan, to see how uh, things can change when a guy gets on campus. So uh, we'll see how that plays oh, we see out. That. Uh, yeah. yep. I was going to say, we see that every year. Uh, every year, there's a couple guys who don't go to camps. And, you know, Penn State's not allowed to go to their school and get measurements. The coaches and, you know, player, they can tell them whatever they want. But the actual measurements are what Penn State wants. And every all these schools, they need to know that. So 
uh, we, we, like I said, we just see that a couple times a year, uh, not necessarily always with official visits, with, with unofficial visits, uh, things switching up and, and not having an impact on a player's recruitment. So when you look at the official visitor list, obviously we wrap up uh, one weekend and look ahead to another one. This is a big one for Penn State with a lot of commits on campus. But just to wrap up kind of the official visitor portion of the BWI Daily Recruiting Show, Ryan, any guys you want to touch on real quick uh, that are going to be here this weekend? London Montgomery, I think, is a big one. Uh, there seems to be a lot of positivity there. Uh, I think he just wrapped up a Virginia Tech visit. There's talk about Boston College as well. But this is a player that I, I was, I kind of thought would be maybe be committed by now. So let's see how this Same. official visit goes. I, I think King Mac. You know, the, I've been told multiple times that this weekend is is the weekend to watch for a King Mac commitment. So he will certainly be a player that has my attention quite a bit. Uh, Jakeem Jackson's an interesting guy out of out of Osceola, just because he has a good relationship with Zane Zane Durant, and that's always been interesting to me. I guess they they played seven on seven together, trained together, uh, so yeah, I would expect that uh, combination to to have an impact. And then of course you got you know Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson, Derek LeBlanc, Caden uh, Proctor is still expected to come. One thing I was told uh, originally a couple of weeks ago, I was told that Caden was going to come by himself. Which is never good. You know, I mean, a player can't make a commitment to a school without mom seeing it, right? Well, now mom is coming, from what I was told, and I think that's pretty important for Penn State because, uh, you know, they, they have a long way to go here. I, I don't, I still expect them to end up at some other schools, but I don't. It was kind of to me. It was just like, well, if mom's not coming, why are you even hosting him, right? I mean, I just don't right. see how that he's not going to make it back here before he decides. So to me, that. I'm going to say it was a wasted official visit. You got to host a guy like that, but it just kind of felt like, are you really going to achieve what you want to achieve if she's not here? But she will be coming, so that that's big now. But Tamarian Parker, too, one other guy, man, uh, out of Alabama. He is a player that Penn State seems to be progressing with. There was some Southern schools that I thought were the true favorites there, but some of them schools have kind of backed off now. And from a relationship perspective, Penn State seems to be in a pretty good spot there. He's a guy that I consistently keep asking, you know, who, who am I sleeping on? Who do I need to get a better feel for? And uh, Tamari, and everybody calls him TJ, is somebody who consistently keeps getting mentioned there. So I, I would say this is probably one of the biggest weekends coming up for Penn State, just the, the, the names who are here and what could result in commitments. But I'll also note that that 24th, the final weekend, I'm, I'm definitely going to expect more guys to be added to that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that 24th weekend, when it comes to just uncommitted guys, uh, is actually yeah. probably the weekend you see the most visitors there. Of course, all the committed guys are going to be here this weekend too, which is all the more important uh, with guys like Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson, and so many others. What do you make of the London Montgomery, Trayon Webb situation right now and where Penn State could go and what the – expectation for fans should be with two very talented guys on the board, but also a very talented and large running back room already at Penn State. First to commit. I mean, I really think it's that simple. They, they like both a lot. Who commits first? Uh, that's really what it'll come down to. Treyon Webb would have obviously had his opportunity to do that this weekend. I was told when he went to Florida that Florida – certainly uh put some pressure on for that and, and and he didn't budge with that so that's that's a positive sign there for for really penn state and south carolina i, I still would probably lean towards florida being the favorite but if london montgomery commits this weekend i i think that's it i mean there's i've had people keep saying oh why can't we take two running backs and of course i think we all expect nick singleton to to emerge at some point and with the transfer portal that room can can thin out very quickly. So I wouldn't ever say it's sure. not possible that they couldn't take both. But just when I look at other positions, uh, it just I, I don't see a need for two running backs this year. But maybe I'll be wrong. 
Uh, it's the BWI Daily Recruiting Show. It's Tuesday, June 14. That's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. We're rolling along here through another week of recruiting at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. You can join us for all the latest insider info for $1 for one year of access. You can find a link to that if you're not a subscriber right on the BWI homepage at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. And if you are a subscriber and listening, thank you uh, for joining us. And please make sure you look for the latest news inside the Lions Den Forum and also, of course, on the homepage. Ryan, let's move into the decommitment that Penn State suffered on Monday. Monday. This was one you broke on the message board over the weekend it was, as something that it was looking like Penn State was going to lose a commitment from a three-star offensive lineman, Josh Miller from Virginia, and ultimately that's exactly what happened. He flipped to Georgia on Monday just uh, rec- after recently visiting uh, the Bulldogs down in Athens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he camped down there. Uh, it's Georgia, guys. You know, <laughs> they're national champs. You could talk about NIL. You could talk about shady payments, whatever you want. It's Georgia, okay? They're the defending national champions. I, I, I think if a lot of other Penn State commits ha- got the attention that from Georgia that they got, they, they'd consider it too. Uh, I'm not saying all of them, of course. But, and that's just, again, it's the same with Alabama. It's the same with Clemson back in the day, not quite as much now. They're just, they are the top dog right now, and, and you're going to lose recruiting battles to the top dog sometimes that you don't see coming. So it is kind of what it is there. Uh, he, he and his teammates did go camp at Georgia. I believe it was June 1st, I believe it was, June 2nd, somewhere in that ballpark. Look, his team goes down there because because they want Josh, you know. So, like, I mean, at the time we were like, oh, well, you know, it's just it's just a team camp, right? You know, all his teammates are going there. They're just camping. That, that, that Life Christian isn't going down there unless Georgia wants Josh Miller. So that's kind of why I was always right. a little hesitant on how this situation is going to play out. The fact that he camped told me that he solidified his offer. One thing I didn't really realize was that Stacey Searles was a player, was a coach he had a very strong relationship with uh, when Stacey was at North Carolina. He moved to Georgia a few months ago, and and that's really how this all kind of snowballed. So, hey, I wish Josh all the best, man. He was incredibly good to me, and, uh, you know, I don't really play favorites with that kind of stuff. I, I just develop relationships with guys, and, uh, I appreciate the time they give me, so I'll, I'll be pulling for him down the road. But it's certainly a loss. Yeah, I, I expect him to be a player who continues to move up in the rankings. I've said for a while now that I, I think he's one of the uh, probably more underrated guys in Penn State's class. He's losing weight. He's looking good. And uh, you know, this commitment to Georgia now will certainly get uh, people's attention. I would assume there's no chance Penn State can work its way back in this recruitment. This should be uh, pretty much Not that I book see. opening closed. No. Yeah. I think and it's does Penn State have a replacement plan in your mind, or where do they go from here now that the Miller is a Georgia Bulldog commit, not a Penn State in the Lion commit? Figure out Evan Link. Try and figure out your tackle situation. Still, I'm not saying they can't take another interior guy. They could. It's just will a quality interior guy who stacks up with you know Birchmeyer or Javen and Donka like will will another guy emerge that is worth taking you know they didn't need to take six offensive linemen this year that you know right now I still think five is probably um you know there, there's a good chance that happens but we'll see so I, I don't think they have to replace him but if there's a quality guy out there then then yeah they certainly will but I still think it's you know figure out Evan Link uh there, there's a few other tackles who I've talked about on the board that I'll leave there as far as players to keep an eye on who I know Phil Troutwine is pursuing, but uh, we'll see what this one, I, I just, I don't think having another guard is, is an absolute must. Uh, definitely figuring out tackle is an absolute must. And like I said, if somebody pops up and has real interest and there's a good relationship there, then yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. 
Penn State, like we said, still a top 10 class in the on three consensus at number nine. So we'll see if they can move up the rankings here throughout the rest of the month of June. Ryan, there were a few offers to underclassmen that went out over the weekend after Sunday's elite prospect camp. Um, you know, I think obviously most of these guys are still working their way through uh, the recruiting process and trying to figure out sort of what they actually want the school and where they can go and get offers and so on and so forth. So we can run through these guys quick. I did have the list in front of me. I don't know if you still do. If not, I, I have talk it. long enough until I can find it. Yeah, go ahead. Run through I these guys it. quick. I did. It. Yeah, go ahead. Run through those for us. So I- so the uh, loan 2024 offer was Kevin Haywood out of Archbishop Wood. I'll have an interview with Kevin here coming up here soon. Uh, you know, still very early in all these guys' recruitment, so I don't want to pretend right. that you know Penn State offer means more for this guy or that guy. Uh, Kevin was born in Maryland, lived in lives lived in Pennsylvania for the majority of his life now. So yeah, of course a Penn, Penn State offer means something to him. But you know, look, he has I think Rutgers and UConn so far. Maybe one other I'm I'm not thinking of, but uh, just a long way to go with Kevin. But the fact that he came up here, camped with the staff put up some good testing numbers, did well in on-field drills. You know, I fully expect him to be someone that uh, Troutwine pursues here moving forward. Uh, the other three offers are all to 2025 guys, so, you know, some young up-and-coming players. Brett Clatter- Clatterball is is a very interesting linebacker prospect. I mean, he's already 6'2", 220 as a, as a rising sophomore, so I'll be very curious to – Get some updated information there. Actually, I do need to – actually, may have been a little less than 220. I need to maybe update that profile. But uh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, there's a couple of nice solid offers here. I believe Virginia, I think, just offered last night, I want to say. So uh, solid-looking player out of Culpeper, Virginia, and, and somebody I expect the staff to uh, certainly get back for a visit here later in the year. Oh, one other thing. Kevin Haywood told me that he is probably going to come back for the Lash Bash. So that will be something we, we talk about here in the weeks ahead. Uh, Trent Wilson, quality – line prospect from St. John's in D.C., uh, Maryland, Pitt, USC, Notre Dame have already offered. So this is looking like uh, you know, a player that we're going to be talking about a lot in that 2025 class. 6'3", 270. Like I said, I need to uh, double-check on some heights and weights uh, for, for these guys. I, that, that'll circle back with. But that's what we had for his own three profile. And then Michael Thomas is a really good-looking wide receiver from Donovan Catholic and a uh, player that I know Penn State has wanted to get a look at for a while now. Somebody They mentioned to me – they mentioned him to me, I don't know, probably a couple months ago, just to, as a player, I need to you know check out his film. So the fact that he got up here, can't well, six foot, 175, lots of room to grow still. Uh, I think he's going to be an intriguing player as well. Boston College and West Virginia have offered. So handful of young guys coming up, getting offers. And really, that's kind of what camp feels like now. Man. It used to be juniors and sophomores and uh, those are the guys you kind of focused on a camp or now it kind of feels more like sophomores and freshmen, uh, just because right. a lot of juniors, rising juniors, if, if you don't have an offer by now, a lot of guys seem like they don't really want to camp, which, uh, again, like we talked about the other week, I think with T Frank or with you, uh, just intriguing to me. It, it, it definitely feels like the, you know, the years for camp, the guys you focus, uh, if you focus more on the younger guys now. Yeah, very interesting. But as we all know, the recruiting world changes quickly. And if you don't change with it, you will be left behind. So Penn State mm-hmm. certainly adapting there. Any final thoughts, Ryan, as we come down the home stretch of this edition of the Blue White Illustrated BWI Daily Recruiting Show? Uh, any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Penn State did have a 7-on-7 seven seven last week. They'll have a Wednesday camp this week, which is new. Um, anything you want to bat around here before we get out of here on Tuesday, June 14th? Uh, let's see. Well, Tony Rojas is on an unofficial visit to Georgia today. There's that Georgia mention again. They seem to be coming hard right. for a few of Penn State's prospects. Of course, they just got one in Josh Miller. Uh, Tony's just down there for an unofficial visit. So he does still have an official schedule to Georgia for the end of the month. And of course, we'll be at Penn State this weekend. 
he put that information out at almost like midnight last night. So I don't have a ton yeah. to add on it, but I do know he's just down there for a straight unofficial. So, uh, I don't know. That's probably not a good thing, right? You don't want to be player going to Georgia twice in two weeks uh, when Penn State's trying to wrap these guys up on official visits, but that'll be something intriguing to watch. Uh, right. Let's see here. Joey, Schla- uh, Joey Schlaffler ran a 4-6 last week uh, when he came up for 7-on-7. Seven seven. That's very good for a 6-5, 215 player. I mean, at that length, uh, that I thought that was that was better than I thought. I thought he was more like a 4-7, yeah. you, know, f- you know, high 4-7 kind of player. Uh, so that 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 certainly grabbed my attention, and one three actually bumped Joey to a four star. I missed that, I believe, last week when we were doing those coach interviews, Greg, last Wednesday. Yeah, one uh, three yep. did some updates to their uh, rankings, and I missed that Joey was a four star now. So that's intriguing. He's still a three star in the in the consensus, but one three bumped him up to a ninety. He's actually the number six player in Pennsylvania now, and uh, I think that's I think that's about right, man. He he continues to get a little bit bigger too. Uh, there's there's a lot to like with Joey, especially after seeing that time, but. Uh, seven on seven camp was good. Uh, Ty, 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 Ty Denmark was, was the guy to really watch. You know, as I've said before, the, the June 24th, seven on seven will be the deeper one. Uh, but Gonzaga was there. Quince, uh, Quince Orchard. I said Quincy on the podcast last week and someone uh, <laughs> laughed at me in our YouTube mention. So it's Quince Orchard, not Quincy Orchard. I fixed that. Nicely now. done. Uh, but, yeah, but just learn about some of their young guys coming up. That they're they're looking like a pretty good squad. Somebody I might need to go watch uh, for a game this season. There's some some good guys there. D.D. Holmes is a good prospect from Gonzaga that was up. Uh, so so quality players there. But I, I expect those, you know, those bigger teams that we see the Mathas of the world uh, to be up here for that 2020 or the June 24th one. Um, one other player. Oh, one other team to mention was Canarsie too. They had some some pretty good quality players coming up through the ranks. But uh, good seven on seven tournament. There's there's only so much to take out of it though. When there's like three or four right. quality teams, and a lot of the other ones were, you know, really smaller schools in, in Pennsylvania that just don't have the athletes that can hang with some of those guys. So I don't want to put crazy stock into it just because again, you know, we didn't we didn't see too many matchups of those two quality teams going against each other. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll be able to see a little bit more of that June twenty fourth. All right, Ryan. Well, for everyone here at Blue White Illustrated, you'll want to check out BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for the latest Penn State information as the recruiting cycle in June heats up. Uh, Ryan's been posting updates almost seemingly by the hour, so make sure you check us out. And again, if you're not a subscriber yet, don't wait forever because the deal won't last forever. It's one year for one dollar of access at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. You can, of course, find us wherever you find your audio and podcasts, and then YouTube.com slash BlueWhiteIllustrated for T. Frank's film breakdowns, and of course, the BWI Daily each day for Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. We will catch you next time. This has been the BWI Daily Recruiting Show from Blue White Illustrated. (laughs) Drop my head, though. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.